0: Hello, this is Pastor Bob Gray. Thank you for taking the time to listen to our podcast here at Emmanuel Baptist Church of Longview. I trust the services will be a blessing to you. If I can do anything for you, please let me know. You can find our information on the website at ebclongview.com. Let's go right into the services of Emmanuel Baptist Church. Enjoy God's Word. At Mark chapter 12, uh, if you'll take your Bibles and go there, Mark chapter 12. These are our theme verses, and once you find it, Mark chapter 12 and verse number 30 and verse number 31. So once you find that, could we all stand? We're going to read these two verses together out loud. Uh, our theme this year is, Thou shalt love the Lord and thy neighbor. I've taken the Sunday mornings here in the month of January to preach out of this verse and to dissect um, these things. We've already talked about um the heart, we've already talked about the mind, and now we're going to go on to the strength. We're going to talk about how do we love the Lord. This is a command. This is not a suggestion. This is a command. And once God gives a command, then we must understand that God gives us the power to fulfill a command. Now, when you look at all, it is easy to think in terms when we get ready to read it that 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 requires perfection. That that requires a level that I don't think I can live up to. And so sometimes when we read it and we think we walk away from the command because we're like, I'll never attain the command. Uh, So this morning, let's look at it. Let's read together out loud. Can we do that? Uh, Mark 12, verse 30 and verse 31 together. Ready? Begin. And thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul and with all thy mind and with all thy strength. This is the first commandment. And the second is like, namely this, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. There is none of commandment greater than these. I want to preach this morning on this subject, when my strength is not at 100%. When my strength is not at 100%. Heavenly Father, Lord, it seems trite sometimes and almost rote sometimes when we get to this point. We start out with dear Heavenly Father and we end in Jesus' name and then Lord, we kind of get lost in the middle because it just becomes what we say. God, I don't want this prayer to be that way. God, I want this prayer, I want you to know that we're not here because we have to be. We're here because we want to be. Nobody made us get out of our house and come. We're here. And even those who... Maybe it seems like they were made, they, they could have made up some excuse that worked in the past for other things and they could have used it on church, but they didn't. And Lord, we're here because we love you. And Lord, one of the most difficult things to do as human beings is to walk into your house and Lord, to be reminded, this is your house. There's a certain way we should be. But Lord, we fall so short. And Lord, I could do a lot of things this morning, but I think to teach us, myself included, what does the Bible say? How do we even get this thing done? God, I pray today after your children leave, that Lord, they would leave with a renewed vision for their relationship with you, and that we might spend 2023 loving you. Then Lord, I know once we love you, then Lord, we can love our neighbor, and we can continue that love to our community, and continue that love to the world. Lord, I thank you for the guests. I thank you for the members who are here. I thank you for those who are watching us by way of live stream that you would take your word, and no matter where we're at, no matter what is going on, that you would penetrate our hearts and that you would get down into the essence of who we are. And, Lord, that you would give us hope that we can fulfill this command. God, help us now. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. You may be seated. I want to remind us of the beginning of when we started preaching on this. How can a man that is frail and corrupt, how can mortal man, unholy man, love a holy God? How is it possible for us to love a holy God with all, total, of something that is corrupt? Our heart is corrupt, our mind is corrupt, our soul is corrupt, our strength is corrupt. But God said this through his son Jesus that it is possible for you to love me with all these things. I think the the crazy thing about this is not how do we love God with all this, but wouldn't you agree with me? The crazier thing is how does God love us? How many would admit you don't even love yourself at times? Yeah, and how, how many would admit, if you don't love yourself at times, sometimes it's hard to believe that God loves me. We cannot love God with all of our heart, and here's the premise, without Jesus Christ as our Savior. This command is impossible if you're lost. If you're lost today and you do not know Christ today, then you cannot, because you're lost And God loves you as his creation God loves you in the state you're in but he cannot Love you like he wants to love you in this relationship here on this earth Unless Jesus Christ is your Savior But I'm not talking to a house full of lost people this morning I'm talking to a house full of saved people this morning and think back to the day You trusted Christ as your Savior. This is the bridge That allows you and I to cross over and love God with everything. Would you go to Romans chapter 5? We're going to look at some verses this morning. Romans chapter 5. And I think it's very important that all of us understand that how we got saved is how we live as people that are saved. Galatians 3.3, we're not going to turn there. I do want you to turn to Romans. Galatians 3.3 says, are you so foolish having begun in the spirit? Are you made perfect through the flesh? There's many times that, as saved people, we go, okay, God, you got my salvation. I'll pick up my life from this point, point. I'll just live it in the best of my ability. That's not how this is supposed to go. If any believer can break through this kind of thought in your mind, you're on your way to fulfilling this command and having a good time doing it. Romans chapter 5, look at it. Therefore, being justified by faith, Romans 5, 1, we have peace with who, please? God. That's a holy God. How in the world does mortal man have peace with a a holy God? There it is. Through our what? Lord Jesus Christ. It is amazing there. Lord Jesus Christ. The more you yield your life to Jesus and let him lord over you, the more you're going to recognize the peace that always existed because we're saved that we can plug into. If any believer is not living in peace and they're living in unrest, you can trace it back to this. To what degree you're yielding your life to Jesus as your master is the degree that he will hand you a peace that exists that you know not of. So now we find out, keep reading. Now you would think, all right? You would think, keep reading. For by whom, verse two, by whom also we have access by faith into this grace, wherein we stand and rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. Now you would think at this point, believers that are saved, would you look at look at the words here, peace. If you look back at verse number one, peace. Look at this access to grace. We get to stand. We get to rejoice. We've got hope. We've got the glory of God. Then we're coming back down to reality. Look at verse 3. And not only so, but we glory in, uh uh-oh, there it is. What is it? Tribulations. Also, knowing that tribulation worketh patience. By the way, don't pray for patience. God just may bring you tribulations to get there. Lord, teach me patience. Nope, don't pray that prayer. (laughs) And patience, experience and experience hope, and hope maketh not ashamed, because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost which is given unto us. That's amazing. It's amazing that you would think that a person that is justified wouldn't have tribulation. A person that was justified wouldn't have problems. They would be totally unaffected by the world around them. But in Romans, it's very clear that salvation and justification gives us grace to stand. It gives us a hope to rejoice in. And we are to take this, in verse number three, and we are to take this rejoicing in this hope. And we are to carry it with us through the problems of life. But would you look at verse six? This is where I want to come to you uh, as we move on. Verse number six. For when we were yet without what? Strength. Do you know what that's saying to you? You had zero strength to get saved. You didn't have the strength to get saved. You didn't have. Oh, no, no, no. I crawled up on my morals. I was a good boy. And then I got saved. No, you didn't. No, you didn't. You say, well, no, no, no. I crawled up on my self-worth. I'm not like other people, and that's where Christ saved me. No, no. You know where Christ saved you? From being a sinner. Because, see, regardless of what you've done, Christ knows what you're capable of, and that's where he saved you and I from. And ladies and gentlemen, if you think he saved you from the point of morals up, that's not salvation. He saved you from the point of depravity up. We're sinners. The only reason you and I have not committed sins that other people have committed is because we weren't in the situation other people were in. That's why you better praise God if you were raised with a good mommy and daddy. You say, but you don't, doesn't matter. You were raised with a good mommy and daddy. For when we were yet without strength, in due time Christ died for the ungodly. I'm gonna make a statement. If we did not have the strength to get God without Jesus Christ, then we do not have the strength to love God without Jesus Christ. I'm gonna say it again. If we did not have the strength to get God, to get to God without Jesus Christ, then we do not have the strength to love God without jesus christ our world this past couple of years experienced a pandemic known as covid i'm not going to ask you if you have covid right now please do not admit that publicly or the sanitation police will come and baptize you with disinfectant amen but how many during this pandemic you had it would you raise your hand you had it okay Anybody have it twice? Miss Webb, raise your hand. Stand up and testify. <laughs> Anybody? Never mind. So, so I, I, looked at this, I, I looked up at the symptoms, fever, chills, cough, shortness of breath, difficulty breathing, fatigue, muscle or body aches, headache, loss of taste and smell. How many would agree to those of us who love to eat? That was the worst one. <laughs> Sore throat. Congestion, runny nose, nausea, vomiting, and other things. These are the symptoms, but the biggest symptom to me was this. Are you ready? I had no strength. I was tired. The inability, or should I say the lack of motivation to even try, totally surprised me. How many remember them days that you have it? Can I take you back to depression? How many remember those days that you had it, that, that you were so without strength, you had no strength, that you got to the point to where you didn't care? You remember? You, you rolled over in bed and, and, and your mind said, I, I need to, and then your mind said, you ought to, and then your body said, you're not going to then how many remember you just rolled back over and you just died you were without strength and in, in fact I wonder how many legal documents were signed by you when you were without strength and somebody said just you didn't care if somebody broke into the house and they were like are you gonna, are you gonna no t- just take whatever you want I don't care you see when you have no strength it totally took care of your motivation and I don't care the same thing happens to you and I spiritually please know this that when the flesh is starting to win in your life your love for God I want to love God but you let the same COVID spiritually happen to who you are spiritually and you will roll over on the bed of life and you will say I know I should I want to But I just don't care anymore. And whether we would admit it right now, all of us have been there spiritually to where we were without strength. I want to love the Lord my God with all, but if I can't get to all, I'm not going to love Him at all. Spiritually, when we get to the point that we have no strength to love God, then Christ is the solution to our weakness. Do you know this morning, the choir... The orchestra the pianist the organist the special and now myself have been standing before you physically strong we are physically strong everybody you saw this morning physically strong we had the strength to stand we had the strength to perform our duties but below the surface of what you saw was people spiritually that we're not operating at 100% of total love for the Lord. If you participated this morning, can I just get you to stand where you're at? If you, you participated this morning, just stand up where you're at. If you sang in the choir, played in the orchestra, and uh, there you go, there you go. One, can I say thank you for, for all that you did? And uh, now, you were a physically able to do this, but if you were operating at hundred percent spiritual, total, perfect love for the Lord this morning, would you remain standing? <laughs> then can I ask us a question? How are we so blessed? How were our hearts even moved? Here's why. We took what strength we did have and we brought it knowing I have no business standing and singing about a holy God. I have no business standing and preaching about a holy God. I have no right to open this book but where I fall short in my strength it makes me realize I have no strength you see nobody wants to come half prepared nobody wants to come half of anything they want to make sure I'm all I need to be but when we realize who we are in Christ Jesus and we realize we were nothing when he saved us, we are nothing now that we are saved, then there is this part of us that comes back to Jesus and says, Lord, I can't do this without you. And the worst services you'll ever be in are the services that the preachers come to the pulpit all cocky and all full of themselves and and rely upon themselves rather than the preacher that comes with the strength of nothing, knowing they're nothing and knowing that he's everything and there's no way this is going to make sense and there's no way we're going to get anywhere. Give me a singer who can't carry a stinking tune in a bucket, but they're totally relied upon God. And we're getting ready to break through to where God wants us to be. Please do not look at what you're not spiritually and look at who Jesus is. We had no strength to get saved. Romans 5 says when we were without strength. It doesn't mean we can't function. It doesn't mean we can't move. It doesn't mean we can't get out of bed. But what it does mean is this, to love a holy God without Jesus, you're not going to do it. So when he said, you mortals, I want you to love the Lord thy God with all By strength. How in the world are we ever going to do that? Here it is, Jesus Christ. There's a a duet of things that every time I try to climb the mountain of loving him with all my strength, every time I come to the base of this mountain of strength and I look at the top and that's all. And I'm like God, I'm going to set out today to love you with all. I see the command, God, I'm going to do this. The moment I start climbing up this mountain to love him, you've been there, climb with me. We, we start out climbing, and then we find ourselves with no strength to continue. And when you and I find ourselves with no strength to continue, it's because there's two things. I, I, I could preach about dozens of things throughout the word, but can I bring you two things this morning? that are pulling on your coattails, that are keeping you from loving God with all your strength. How many times have you set out on the day, and you climbed to love Him, got to 10 o'clock, and I didn't do it. The next day, you, you, you get a running start up that mountain, you got to noon, and you didn't do it. How many are like me, that you get to 5.30 in the morning, and it's like, didn't do it. And do you know what our attitude is? Our attitude is, if I can't love them with all, I'm not going to love them at all. But that's that's where salvation was. You couldn't save yourself at all. That's why you needed Jesus Christ. And listen, do not live opposite of how you got saved. How you got saved was 100% Jesus Christ. And how you're going to love God with all is 100% Jesus Christ. And this is where we take things that are pulling us down, and we quickly stop at the moment they're pulling us, and we turn around, and we get Jesus involved. There are two things. Would you go to 2 Corinthians chapter 12? And this morning, I think all of us are in the same situation. When my strength is not at 100%, then what is zapping my strength from loving him with all? I want to take all my force ability. I want to take all my ability I want to be able to take all my strength, and I'm just going to love God with everything. Would you look at 2 Corinthians chapter 12? The first thing I want to tell you is this. My thorn keeps me from loving God with all my strength. Look at 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 1. It is not expedient for me, doubtless to glory. I will come to visions and revelations of the Lord. I I knew a man in Christ above 14 years ago, whether in the body, 2 Corinthians 12, I cannot tell, whether out of the body I cannot tell, God knoweth. Such an one caught up to the third heaven, I knew such a man, whether in the body, out of the body, I cannot tell. God knoweth how that he was caught up into paradise and heard unspeakable words, which is not lawful for a man to utter. Oh, such an one will I glory. Yet of myself I will not glory, but in my, what please, infirmities. For though I would desire to glory, I should not be a fool, for I will say the truth. But now I forbear... Lest any man should think of me above that which he seeth me to be, or that he heareth of me. And lest I should be exalted above measure through the abundance of revelation. There was given to me a, what please, thorn in the flesh. The messenger of Satan to buffet me, lest I should be exalted above measure. Look at this, for this thing. I besought the Lord thrice that it might depart from me. Can I stop right there? I have a thorn, you have a thorn, you have something that causes you not to be everything you want to be for the Lord, and it pulls on your life and it starts zapping your strength and you find yourself at times going, what is even the use? I've asked the Lord to take this away from me, what is even the use of even going forward? And Paul is telling us here under the inspiration for this thing. I besought the Lord thrice that it might depart from me. And he said unto me, what please? My grace is sufficient for thee. For my, what, strength is made perfect in what? Weakness. Then Paul said this, most gladly therefore will I, what, glory in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. How many right now could say, and I don't want you to raise your hand, but how many right now you could take a mic and stand and testify, pastor, there's a thorn in my world that it's something that I believe is keeping me from loving him with all my heart. And you have found yourself, because it's there, not loving God at all. And there are times that you spiritually are so tired because it's zapped all the motivation and all the strength. And, and, and you think, if this, if this situation would change, I could love God more. If he would take this away, I could love God more. If he would change this situation, I would be much happier. And I just don't find the motivation anymore to sing like I used to sing or, or, or serve like I used to serve or love like I used to love. Let me tell you, you know what God's saying Love me with all of your strength, realizing that there's a thorn that's zapping you of your strength, but that's when you turn around to the one who has all strength, and you turn around to one who has all sufficiency, and if he could save you at your least, he can strengthen you at your least. And I think we need a revival of obedience to a command that we have the power to fulfill but it's not our power. And I think, once again, come to the Lord and say, Lord, you know that guy that was caught up into the third heavens at the beginning of this chapter? That's the guy I want to be. That's where I want to live. That's what I want to experience. But God, do you know this thorn? You know what I would do? I would write that thorn on a piece of paper. And at the end of this invitation, I would bring that piece of paper and I would bring and I would just lay it on this altar and say, God, I need your strength with this thorn because it hasn't changed. It doesn't look like it's going to change, but I don't want this thorn to stop me from loving my God with all my strength. And God, where I don't have it to get up and go and I don't have it to do anything and I I just don't have it in me. God, I'm turning around because would you look at what he said there in, in, in verse number 9. Look at it. He said unto me, what? My grace is sufficient. I think what you're going to find out that when you turn to Jesus for salvation, you'll find his grace. And the same, same thing's going to happen now. What is it? It may not be all of you. I understand that. But what is it that every day you wake up and say, No, it's gonna be a good day today. It's gonna to be a better day today. And 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 here we go. And then you start marching up that mountain to love God with all. And then all of a sudden that thorn reaches up and grabs the back end of the tail of your coat and it starts dragging you down. And you think to yourself, if this would just change, I could love God with all. Can I make a statement? Love God in spite of it with Jesus' grace. He so said, My grace is sufficient. The second thing that is the counterpart to my thorn a thorn is something in your life that's not sinful, it's not bad, it's just a circumstance that zaps the strength of your love. And it could be God, how could a loving God allow this to happen? It could be that. It could be God, I planned on this working out this way and it didn't work out this way and now I have to live with this thorn. It could be that. But if you would, go to Hebrews chapter 12. When Bob Gray II is trying to love God with all my strength, there are dozens, uh, probably two dozen things in the Bible that zap my strength. But two of them I want to isolate this morning is my thorn, And please don't think that your pastor comes to the pulpit with 100% of this love in my own ability. Your pastor comes to the pulpit like people sing, like people sing in the choir, like people play the instruments. I'm sure Mrs. Lawrence and her daughter played so beautifully today, but you saw the outside. But I promise you, if you ask them, do you have a thorn that zaps you of your strength to love him with all? Everybody's the same way. And it's a thorn. And God, if you'll just take this away. Listen, if he's not taken it away. Don't let the thorn stop you from loving him with all. But if you look at the second Hebrews 12, 1, not only is it my thorn, but it's my besetting sin. We don't talk about this much. But look at Hebrews 12:1. Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight. And then if you'll go back and pick up the couple of words that we just, let us lay aside every weight, and grammatically, it means you're supposed to go back and pick up and let us lay aside the sin, which doth so what, please, easily beset us. When I was trying to figure out, you know, give me a description about this phrase and what does this phrase mean, it, 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 it came to light that it's, it's, it's the culture of the Chinese that, that in the old days they would wear the long, it, it encompass, encompasses, it, it easily besets. It's, it's there that it would prevent them from running the race. It, it would prevent them. It would get tucked and, and, and they would stumble and they would have a hard time. It's available. It's around them. Can we talk about this? You're a sinner. That's why you needed a Savior. And you have a sin that you have dealt with and you have battled for years. And there are some sins, my friend, that you can shed quickly. But everybody here has a sin that when you get up and you go, I'm going to go love the Lord, it's almost like it entangles you and it trips you. And you're like, I just can't do this. And then people all of a sudden will go, look, look, I'm done asking for forgiveness. God's tired of hearing from me. I'm not going to ask him again. I'm 55 years of age. I have dealt with this since I was a teenager. I'm never going to overcome it. I'm never going to get away from it. And y'all can straighten up your halos right about now. Because you've been dealing with stuff for years and decades that you've never found a solution for. And you don't know how to get over it. And you don't know what to do with it and it has put you on the sideline of loving God with everything and you're tired of being inferior as a Christian you've tried everything else to try to up 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 this love for the Lord but you keep coming back down to this that if people saw me at that state and people saw me what I was doing they wouldn't want to be around me and we've talked the narrative and I'm not asking you to raise your hand because I know I'm hitting home to your life because I'm a human being and a sinner just like you are but you listen to me before Christ saved you he knew that about you but he loved you enough to save you but God commendeth his love toward us and that while we were yet sinners Christ died for us listen the same sin that was going to send you to hell that you could not forgive is the same sin that you're like God I want to love you oh God God, I want to love you. God, why? I've taken this step and this step. I've read this book and this book. And and Lord, I've gone to counseling and I've asked questions and I've done this. But God, are you serious? If you get halfway up that mountain and that besetting sin throws you into the side of that mountain, then you stop on the side of that mountain and you say, I need your help. Jesus, I need you. Hebrews 12, too, is a wonderful thing. Look at what it said. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. The same Jesus that one day will take you to heaven because you're saved is the same Jesus that can help you love God with all of your strength. And when the thorn is pulling you down, you're like, if this could change, I could love you more. You turn around and said, I need grace to love you more. And when the sin, a sin you've never talked about, a sin you would be ashamed to talk about, A sin that would cause people to lose confidence in you. A sin, I I don't even know what to do. And I could be a much better person that could love God with all my strength. I'd have more strength and vitality. If I could just get this gone. You're human. As long as you're in the flesh, you'll always have it. But I will tell you that God is not looking for perfection from you he's looking for honesty from you that simply says i want to love you i need your help with this sin i need you to take care of this and if you'll just take care of this i'm gonna love you do you know i was telling the pastors about i was studying about prayer and um, there is a phrase in the gospels That when Jesus is getting ready to go, he starts talking about in a little while. He said, in a little while, I I won't be with you. And then in a little while, I'll see you again. And and then in a little while, um, you won't ask me anything. And, And we use that verse for down at the millennium. When we see him, we won't ask him a thing. That's not what that's talking about. He said, when you see me, you won't ask me anything. Because now I'm going to let you ask the Father in my name. And then you just ask the Father in my name. Revolutionary in my, in my prayers. You want to know why? He said this, because you love me, my Father loves you. How does a holy God love a mortal man? Let me tell you why. I love his son. I'm glad he's my Savior. And he washed me of all my sins. His grace is sufficient for me i look unto him because he's the author and finisher of my faith. He knows how to endure the bad times. He knows what to do with sin. He knows where to take care of this whole thing. And I think the thing we're missing in this generation is this, love God with all your strength. But it's not all your strength. It's all his strength because he saved me. So the time that thorn pulls, go to him and get his grace and go on and love God with all. At the time that besetting sin trips you up, then go and say, God, you already knew this about me. Please, Jesus, please forgive me. And then get up in his forgiveness and love God. And I know we look at times like things like this, go, oh, it can't be that easy. It is that easy. Please do not live in inferiority as a believer. Live loving God with all. But you can't do it without Jesus Christ. And that's why reading that book and praying and listening to spiritual songs and and, and surrounding yourself with Jesus Christ, that's what it's all about. Because all of us are sinners. Love God with all your strength. It's a command. It's impossible if you're not saved. Impossible. If you're here today and you do not know Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, Could I encourage you? You'll fail at trying to be godly without a Savior. There'll be men at the end of the aisle. If you would just step out from wherever you're at and come down take one of these men by the hand and just simply say, you know, I don't know Jesus as my Savior. I've never trusted Him. But dear Christian, maybe this morning, God spoke into your heart, that you want to love him with all, make 2023 the year that you stop relying upon your strength to get this done and rely upon the strength of Jesus Christ. And when the thorn and the besetting sin start pulling you back, go to Jesus. Because he'll give you grace for the thorn and he'll give you forgiveness for the sin and operate in his grace and in his forgiveness. Thank you for taking the time to listen to the podcast of the sermons from Emmanuel Baptist Church of Longview. We trust that the sermons and God's word was a blessing to you and yours. Please visit us at ebclongview.com. If we can do anything for you, please let us know. Have a great day.